Happy Mother's Day to all the maternal listeners, and welcome to all my beloved listeners to the 50th episode of 42 Weeks. 50 episodes already. How time flies. I have categories today, so please bear with me. I celebrate new mothers if this is your first Mother's Day. A glorious God bless you is coming at you. To those women who are mothers celebrating your first Mother's Day without your mother, I've been there and I'm praying for you. Women who are not mothers but are daughters, who are caregivers for their mothers, my prayers are with you. God bless you for continuing to honor your mother. And then my women who are mothers, who are caregivers for their mothers, may you too be rewarded richly for caring for another daughter of God. And then there are my women who are celebrating their first Mother's Day without their children because they are around the throne of grace. This is the category my auntie is in. Her only child took flight in November 2020. I'm sincerely lifting any mother before God who does not physically have their children here on some part of this earth. Whether it's your first, your fifth, your only child, you are still a mother fashioned from God's own heart. For mothers who are raising children who are not biologically yours, a special blessing is extended to you. For my women who are caring for mothers-in-law, a special blessing to you as you remember the Naomi and Ruth relationship that God ordained. And for my women who are still blessed to be in the presence of their mothers, to have clear, meaningful conversations, y'all rock the party. Celebrate and enjoy each other immensely. I'm a mother who is celebrating the lives of my boys, my sons. They, with the exception of Jesus Christ and his salvific work on Calvary, which provided me an opportunity to accept God as my personal Savior, have been the best thing I've ever done. Today is my sixth Mother's Day without my beloved mommy, and it's been a year-by-year -year experience. And although she had no male children, she taught me how to transcend maternal instincts, to be a good listener, to discipline according to the severity of the childlike crime, <laughs> and to be present to the best of my ability whenever and wherever they might need me, as she was for my every whim. She wasn't perfect, but she was perfect for me. On the second day of this podcast, in the Introduction to Prayer episode, I shared with you how much my mother prayed for me, how I loved to hear her call my name before God. Y'all remember that? Well, let's see if you remember this song. My mother prayed for me, had me on her mind, took the time to pray for me. I'm so glad she prayed. I'm so glad she prayed. I'm so glad she prayed for me. Many of you can attest to this song as you listen to your mother pray for you. And you have had to pray for your children for whatever they needed. Dedication, delivery, discernment, do-overs. And watch this, so did Hannah. You can read her account in the first chapter of 1 Samuel when opportunity permits. Many of you are already familiar with her story, but let me give you some background narrative. Hannah's husband, 
Elkanah or Elkanah, pronounce it any way you please, <laughs> had two wives, Hannah and Panina or Panina. Pronounce that any way you want to. It may have even been Penina. But the Lord closed up Hannah's womb. She was unable to have children. But that rival wife was having all the babies she could handle and would viciously torment Hannah about her inability to conceive. So much so that Hannah was very sad. She cried a lot and refused to eat. She would do this, the rival wife would do this every year around the same time they would leave as a family to go to Shiloh for worship. You know how we do when we're insecure. We poke fun at others, make it difficult for them to live. Nothing new under the sun. Sometimes it's intentional and sometimes we're unaware until it's been brought to our attention, but it all stems, it's all based on insecurity. And I suppose if there had been a therapeutic session to be had, a Dr. Phil back in the day, the Bible days, the rival wife would have been on a couch every week. Because check out verse 5. The Bible says, Elkanah loved Hannah very much and gave her the same portion that he provided to Penina. Ouch, that had to hurt gave Hannah the same thing he gave the rival wife, the one that was causing all the ruckus. The Bible doesn't say that Elkanah loved Penina. He just had babies with her. Hmm. Be careful, my young ladies. Hannah was his favorite. Penina was his... mm -mm, You fill in the rest. (laughs) But it was common in the Bible days to have two wives and the rival wife in this case had to feel a certain ousting which would explain the verbal nastiness so let's fast forward to Shiloh there Hannah's at church worshiping in her heart brokenness have you ever had to do that worship broken beseeching God for answers promising God if he would grant her request what she would do. Have you ever done that? Have you had to make a promise? Pleading with God? Asking Him for His favor? Hannah's pleading so much with God for a son at verse 11 that Pastor Eli thinks she's tied on a few too many Vita Vegemins. (laughs) My apologies, I slipped right into one of my favorite I Love Lucy episodes, but y'all remember that one. It was hilarious. Nevertheless, Hannah explains that she's not drunk at verse 15 and 16 and shares her anguish to which Eli, excuse me, tells her at verse 17 to go in peace, that God will grant her what she's asked for. She prayed for Samuel before he was even born at verse 27. And without a doubt, I believe she prayed for him right up to bringing him back to Eli at verse 28. As a child, she brought that baby boy 
and he wasn't a baby. I use that as a term of endearment. As a child, she brought him back. That's what the Bible says. After he was able to eat solid food and with her husband's blessing, she gave him back to Eli because that's what she promised she would do in her prayer. And she probably continued to pray while Eli groomed him for ministry as a priest and prophet for the masses. Now tell me, what are you believing God for? What are you beseeching him for? What's your problem? What's your penina? What has you bent out of shape? Has you disillusioned? Has you unfocused? What bully of a penina is bothering you? What prayer have you prayed and asked God for? Have you turned it over to him with the promise that you won't try to interfere? Have you promised him that you won't try to fix it? I pray you have. And now you'll have to wait until God solves everything for your good. Ironically, Hannah returns home after she drops off Samuel. And there's no more disgusting behavior coming from that rival wife. You see that? Hannah may have returned with an attitude. You don't want no parts of this, P-girl. Don't come for me. And I won't come for you. My boy is being raised as a God-fearing man. Now, of course, we see later Samuel had issues with his own adult sons because they didn't walk in the same faith-filled journey as their father. But Samuel pressed on despite the disappointments. And that, too, is something we have to do as mothers. We keep praying and pressing on. To that end, my lovely ladies, wherever you are, be encouraged and endure. The best is yet to come. God bless you this day. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, our sovereign Lord, thank you for another Mother's Day celebration. You have performed a good work in us. Now continue to do so until you come and get us. We praise you for our children, our grandchildren, our great-grands, and some of us have great-greats. Thank you for the journey. Thank you for hearing our prayers, for the problems that produced those prayers, for the paninas that provoked our prayers, and the promises that proceeded. Help us as we continue to do your perfect will in the raising of our children. For those new mothers who need your guiding hand, put them with the right women to shoulder their concerns. Come alongside them and let them feel your presence. Thank you for mothers who are preparing their children for graduations and further educating environs, new campuses. Let them know they've done the work necessary to train up their child or children so that when they're older, they will not depart. Thank you for planted seeds. Continue to water, continue to cultivate for better growth potential. Thank you for mothers who have empty nests. Allow them the opportunity to avail themselves to other mothers seeking guidance. Thank you for them. I pray for grandmothers whose nests have been rebuilt and refilled. I pray for them that you would give them sustenance, that you would give them grace, and that you would have mercy. I pray for all mothers and daughters of all capacities. You know every concern and every need. It's in your marvelous, magnificent name. I pray with so much love, joy, forgiveness of sins, and thanksgiving in my heart. 
Amen and amen. And so it shall be so. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.